at the dawn of revelation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about learning. And that is when the Quran made reading or reciting a religious command. Iqra' bismi rabbik. Read or recite in the name of your Lord. By putting education at the pinnacle of its values, the Quran shows that faith is neither ignorant nor blind. Schools are around the corner. Universities will follow suit. So this khutbah, inshallah, will address the topic of learning and teaching. Children and students, the first khutbah is devoted to you. And I'm very glad that you are able to join us today. In taking you into a journey in the Quran's world of learning, I would begin by saying, take advantage of your youth, of your shabab. You have a great potential. The Quran tells us indirectly that change comes through the hands of youth. As we learn from Surah Yunus, فَمَا آمَنَ لِمُوسَى إِلَّا ذُرِّيَّةٌ مِنْ قَوْمِهِ None believed in Moses, in Musa alayhi salam, except some of the youth of his people. The word ذُرِّيَّة, which is literally some progeny, can be interpreted to mean the youth. Even more interesting is a verse in Surah Maryam alayhi salam, which says that Yahya, John the Baptist, was given wisdom while he was yet a child. From this verse, some of our scholars have benefited that knowledge is usually bestowed upon people at a young age. ما أوتي العلم عالم إلا وهو شاب. Of course, this is not a universal rule. When you are learning, do not forget your goals. Do not forget the ultimate target of pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of doing the good. Always remember the verse in Surah Al-Alaq and engrave it in your hearts. Iqra' bismi rabbik. The preposition, the ba in bismi. This preposition can denote a number of things. One of them is al-musahaba. So it is the ba of companionship, of association, of connection. This is to say that learning should be conducted within the framework of the name of Allah. Bismi rabbik. The Quran tells us that one of the goals of learning is to enlighten other souls. Out of each community, a group 
should go out to gain understanding of the religion so that they can teach their people when they return. To be a Muslim is to be asked to contribute, to give, to make a difference, to make the world a place of justice and rahmah and compassion. Children and students, many of the things that we value most are the things that are most demanding. The things that matter most to us require sacrifice. That is true of learning and study. The paradigm example is the story of Musa السلام, in Surah Al-Kahf. Musa السلام, sets on a journey of learning. لا أبرح حتى أبلغ مجمع البحرين أو أمضي حقبا. I will not give up until I reach the meeting place of the two seas, even if it takes me a long time. Suffering too is part of learning. The Quran is described as a weighty word. And if this is true of the Quran, which has been facilitated for learning and study, then it is even more true of other fields of knowledge. It is fine if you find learning boring. Enjoyment is not a necessary ingredient of the learning process. The joy of learning, lathatul ilm, will come, but it will take some time. It might take decades. There is no success without effort and hard work. Our our beloved Prophet وسلم, was very serious about learning to the extent that he was hastening the Quran. And Yahya was commanded to take the book forcefully, meaning seriously. To do this, to take learning seriously, you will have to learn one of the most difficult tasks in life, to be patient. To be patient even if you think the world is slower than you are. Eventually, it will catch up. And if they had patience until you come out to them, that would be better for them. And this verse in Surah Al-Hujurat is in the context of education, education from and by the Prophet Ask questions. There are different sorts of good questions to ask about our world. Insofar, as you pursue them with integrity and sincerity, and as long as you are dedicated to the truth, to the haqq, do not shy away from asking questions. Ask about anything. At the very beginning of creation, the angels asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on his wisdom in creating humans. They were heard and they were answered charitably. أَتَجْعَلُ فِيهَا مَنْ يُفْسِدُ فِيهَا وَيَسْرِكُ الدِّمَاءُ 
Will you set therein one who will do corruption there and shed blood? And the response was, Inni a'lamu ma la ta'lamun. I know that which you do not know. And observe how the Quran promotes questioning, promotes asking, when it says that the men of the cave, the youth, the fitya, the men of the cave awoke to question each other. We raised them up again so that they might question one another as if, as if the sole purpose of raising them was for them to ask questions. Never take shortcuts. Take your time. Read once, twice, read three times before jumping into conclusions. Surah Al-Mulk, which I know many of you already memorize. Surah Al-Mulk gives us a short master class on this idea. ما ترى في خلق الرحمن من تفاوت فارجع البصر هل ترى من فطور ثم ارجع البصر كرتين ينقلب إليك البصر خاسئا وهو حسير you will not see any flow in what the Lord of Mercy creates look again can you see any flow look again and again the verse is telling us think contemplate more than once, repeat your contemplation. That is the way of knowledge. Learn with an open mind. There are different ways of making sense of reality, of truth. There are many paths to Allah. In the plural, we will guide them to our paths. Try to find the diversity within the divine unity. And remember, there is knowledge, there is real knowledge, and there is the illusion of knowledge. Surah Al-Baqarah tells us, وَمِنْهُمْ أُمِّيُّونَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ الْكِتَابَ إِلَّا أَمَانِي وَإِنْهُمْ إِلَّا يَظُنُّونَ Some of them are uneducated and they know scripture only through wishful thinking, amani. They rely on guesswork. The verse speaks about a number of things. Superficial learning, careless reading, shallow study, and wishful thinking. And one of the interpretations of this verse is that those people wished to become scholars. They had dreams of becoming scholars. They had the amani, the umniyat, but they did not do what it takes one to become a scholar. There is no life without temptation. There will be times when you will be tempted to use your knowledge to bend rules, to take advantage of your situation, to misrepresent your data sets, to perhaps manipulate the statistical regressions, to produce the sought out results. For these situations, you will have to train yourselves how not to turn away from the ethical demands of knowledge. Knowledge in the Quran is coupled with ethics. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu idha qeela lakum tafassahu fil majalisi or fil majlisi fafsahu. 
Then the verse says, Darajat, O believers, when it is said to you, make room in the assemblies, then make room. Later on in the verse, we find God will raise up in rank those of you who believe and have been given knowledge. So we have social ethics and we have ilm, we have knowledge. And finally, you will find, and I'm sure many of you already have, you will find that knowledge is rewarding. And one of its immediate rewards is that joyful moment when the hand of providence touches you on the shoulder and makes you see things with blazing clarity. That is the moment of fatah. That is the moment of beauty. The Prophet Sulaiman smiled when he was able to comprehend the language of the ants, when he was able to communicate with higher states of being. He had access to different levels of wujud. The Quran says, min He smiled. And it is the very same Sulaiman who taught us that knowledge is beyond all material wealth. أَتُمِدُّونَنِي بِمَالٍ فَمَا آتَانِيَ اللَّهُ خَيْرٌ مِمَّا آتَاكُمْ بَلْ أَنْتُمْ بِهَدِيَّتِكُمْ تَفْرَحُونَ Nothing can buy knowledge. I will now turn, inshaAllah, to the second pillar of the educational process, teaching. But I gather that this congregation includes some experienced teachers, fellows, university lecturers, professors, and distinguished scholars. So I am not in a position to give advice on teaching. I will rather share with you some of the things that the Quran taught me, a teacher myself. The task of a Muslim educator, the Quran taught me, is to cultivate a virtuous form of life the cultivation of moral character. So he teaches you the signs, the verses, and he purifies you. Secondly, I learned from the Quran that mercy and knowledge come together. The pious man, Al-Khidr, the green man in Surah Al-Kahf was described with two qualities, mercy and knowledge. And in Surah Ar-Rahman, we read, Ar-Rahmanu Al-Quran. The most merciful taught the Quran. In both verses, mercy comes before knowledge. Third, the Quran says that we learn as much as we teach. In Surah Al-Imran, we read that learning and teaching are intertwined. وَلَكِنْ كُونُوا رَبَّانِيِّينَ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تُعَلِّمُونَ الْكِتَابَ وَبِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَدْرُسُونَ Be masters through teaching the book and by studying. A scholar ceases to become a scholar the moment he or she stops learning. The fourth reflection 
Many of our careers are shaped by a long series of chances and not by carefully designed plans. That is, much of our privilege owes more to good luck and historical circumstances than anything else. Let us remember this as we teach. Let us not say, as Korah, Qarun said, I have been given, what I have been given is only because of a knowledge that is in me. And because knowledge is a pure blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our moral responsibility is to pass it on. Musa alayhi salam was cognizant of this fact when he told his teacher, Al-Khidr, Shall I follow you so that you teach me of what you have been taught? In other words, because you have been taught and not the passive because you have been taught you have a responsibility to share your ilm to share your knowledge to give back my fifth point comes from surah yusuf which tells us above everyone who has knowledge there is one who has more knowledge this verse is particularly illuminating for teachers because sometimes there will be at least one student who is intellectually superior to the teacher in the classroom. In these cases, we can let our students be our teachers. Sixth, the Quran emphasizes an epistemology of descending upon the heart and the Quran seems أعلم, to be promoting the Platonic theory of knowledge as recollection, anamnesis. To recollect, to remember. This means that the task of a teacher is to enable students to achieve this remembering, this tadakkur. So as teachers, we are enablers, we are catalysts at best. We can sometimes maybe remove the clouds that obstruct one's vision, but we do not make that vision. It comes from Allah. Respected brothers and sisters, my time and your patience are rapidly drawing to a close. So I will end by saying that there is no end to learning. Our beloved Prophet وسلم, and he is who he is, used to supplicate as we read in Surah Taha, Rabbi zidni ilma. O oh my Lord, increase me in knowledge. The moral of the verse is clear. Always remain a student. A renowned poet of our tradition once wrote that heaven is no holiday. By this, he expresses that even eternal life will involve a process of learning. Perhaps 
learning more about the mysterious ways of the divine of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the Quran tells us that even in heaven, questions will be asked. وَأَقْبَلَ بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَىٰ بَعْضٍ يَتَسَاءَلُونَ قَالُوا إِنَّا كُنَّا قَبْلُ فِي أَهْلِنَا مُشْفِقِينَ فَمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا وَوَقَانَا عَذَابَ السَّمُومِ إِنَّا كُنَّا مِنْ قَبْلُ نَدْعُوهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْفَضُّ الرَّحِيمُ